Did you watch the game? The Georgia? Yeah, we were watching it. Uh, uh, kind of. Not really. That was the yeah, one we no, didn't really watch. Yeah, we we, we saw the fucking the back and forth TCU um, Michigan that just ended back so horribly, man. Fucking, I mean, they they just kept Michigan did everything they could to hand that yeah. win to TCU. They got Seriously. stopped inside the five like three times, bro. What the fuck, bro? That one though where they called that dude down. That absolutely should have been called a touchdown when they called him down at the one. I don't know oh, how they called him down at the one. Yet, like, yes, his ass hit like at the five, half yard line, but his whole top of his body was in the end zone with the ball. That's not enough. That's not breaking the plane, obviously. I couldn't, I couldn't believe they didn't call it a touchdown. And like they didn't review it more or anything. They just skipped on like it was nothing. I'm sure as a Michigan fan, it was heartbreaker. Oh, big, big heartbreaker. But welcome back to the Pro Football Pod. This is your host, Austin. We're back with another banger. We got your boy Coach in here, your boy Justin in here. How your fellas doing today? So we got to, we got to, you know, I don't know if we got to take a moment of silence, but we just got to, you know, talk about what's going on right now with our boy Damar. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family absolutely for sure i cannot imagine like what his family's going through and they're getting a lot of support we still don't know in our lifetime we have never seen a game stopped and suspended for a player injury on the field we've never seen there's never been a player that had to receive cpr on a field because their heart had stopped and like like they were dying on the field that's never happened before Uh, it, it was scary dude so I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of communication in the media about how dangerous football is and how blah, 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 blah. We're going to find out more about his medical history and whether or not he should have been that, cleared to play. Right there. That's I a, think that's, that's, that's a big, big question. Thing. The big thing that we have to put into factor here when we talk about whether or not football is safe as a whole, whether well, or not this guy should have been cleared to play. From everything I saw, it was a freak accident. It's a matter mm-hmm. of hitting that chest plate right above the heart at the right time during the heartbeat. Like, it's a freak thing. Like, it can happen if I punch you in the chest at the right time. And so it's one of those things. But it is, as a player on the field, though, it is scary to just be like, oh, shit, I take a hit to the chest like that and I'm just, like, done? Like, I I mean, it is scary, but I hate to say, you know, they – play and they know the risks of the game and stuff like that you never expect to actually like go through something like that but to say it's going to deter certain like the mass majority of people away from the game i don't think so um but i mean that there's just a mess on their hands as far as rescheduling the game and i mean that's obviously on the back burner it seems like they might totally just cancel it i mean everything i'm reading right now is saying that Well, no, they've postponed it, and they said that they're not going to affect the Week 18. They haven't – they could do dramatic things like push playoffs a week, let them play a game on on Wednesday night, and then push playoffs. Everyone gets a bye. I was listening to ESPN Radio this morning, and shout out Harry Douglas. He brought up a valid point. That week between Week 18 and the first – or the Super Bowl, the last week of the playoffs in the Super Bowl – that's the Pro Bowl week. There's no reason you can't push every week of the playoffs back one week and replay this game after week 18. And so that way Buffalo can still play for the one seed. They still get their records. The uh, Bengals can still solidify themselves in the three seed. Because, I mean, yes, if you cancel the game, call it a tie, call it a wash, anything like that. That still affects Buffalo as far as the one seed. Now, Buffalo may say we're more concerned with our our guy. Like that's let's what just their whole season attitude was last night, and that's why they're not playing it tonight or tomorrow because they're still thinking about tomorrow. This guy's still in critical condition. Oh, they like, won't play it this it, week. It, exactly. Let's, so let's be real. They're they're the top team 
in the AFC. The top two teams. Like, I mean, it was about really to be the best it, it game like of the Bills, whole year. Eagles, maybe Cowboys. Like, there's another team that could make it, but like, it, Bills were looking like a powerhouse. I mean, team, that so, looked like, like the AFC championship. We've talked about things that right can that's, happen right that's before what playoffs. I'm saying this as is, far as like that game has to be played is because at some point it's the implications. Just because, yeah. Now, like I said. The Bills might say, we're not worried about the one seed. We'll go to Kansas City. We'll handle business there. They might say that and not even care. But then again, I, like I said, I don't know. There's just a lot of benefits to getting that first round by. So bottom line, I, I it's think just, the Bengals want to want to get it because they have the opportunity yeah. to. So. The one big thing that's going to be huge is that now the Bills have to play the Patriots all the fucking way. There is no like, oh, let's just take a we ha- guaranteed the one seed, so like let's just take a back. Nope, because they have to this play game them. Not being played, they they yeah. have to. So now, like they have to solidify themselves. So it's going to be good for the Dolphins. Their it, chances well, of getting it, in just went way up. Yeah, it affects you know a lot of teams and just. But I mean, bottom line, like I said, it's just more thoughts and prayers to Demar, and hopefully, you know, he's able to recover from this and at least you know pull out of there and just know that he's going to survive. It's definitely heartbreaking. I, d- I had a similar injury in high school where I got hit in the chest. I was at linebacker. Or no, I was going to block the linebacker, and he, he, hit, he hit me in my chest. And I didn't think anything of it. I kept playing, finished the practice, woke up the next day, and I couldn't breathe. And I was starting to spit up blood and shit. So I had a lung contusion. So, like, it's weird, like, how injuries work and shit. Especially once that once that adrenaline gets kicked into you. But Do you like, remember how old you his, were? You know, he stood up and then just dropped. So, Do you remember? I was a uh, junior in high school. It, okay. And, I mean, it didn't deter you at all from, like, wanting 17. to play football. It wasn't yeah, like no, a, No, not at all. Football's a, a physical back, game, man. Well, especially it's, when it's a freak thing like that. I mean, exactly. when it's freak, like, yeah, you're going to think, oh, well, that's not good. But it's, you know, a one in three. 500,000 chance that that's but like his is different i mean totally different. like man needed cpr so like that's fucking wild for nine minutes like anybody i've told to that doesn't listen to football watch football at all is like blown away when i say that like what are you fucking kidding me like that's insane let's Uh, move on to uh happier notes (laughs) it's not as happy because of get better tomorrow it it kind of fucked up our dynasty huh so you guys might not be able to finish your game. So the whole finale, it's all in question. Right now, uh, Yahoo's paused it, and they've shown that the game's being postponed and that they'll have more information later. Uh, Hopefully by tomorrow, they'll actually release what's going to happen. Because if not, I mean, one thing, like for our matchup, it's uh, Tyler Bass and Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. So, like, we could go on their Week 18 and, like, whatever they put up in that week we count as their their the scores if the game was totally canceled it's point. never yeah. going to happen like we can and that sucks if to it gets do. played it'll just pick up where it gets played and we just exactly. go with that and we're good exactly so there's there's ways around it and other leagues will get creative on just trying to uh, find a fair solution to being able to finish up the league and it yep. sucks because it's a whole nother matchup and a whole nother week. And like, they're not even playing against the Bengals. Like they're playing against new England. Like their points that they're going to put up is totally different. Like, well, especially for, you know, certain fantasy rosters that might have Joe Burrow and Hayden Hurst and Jamar chase on the same roster or Joe Burrow, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, and single t- like multiple players in that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just going to come down to how the certain leagues want to handle it and stuff like that, which ours, honestly, it's it's kind of an easy situation. If it gets canceled, we can go off a week 18 or we can go. I'm down by four. So that's just how it ends. So, yep. I mean, either way, you know, it'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. You guys are both here able to talk about it now. You know, (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Did y'all see that boy Vanilla Vic balling this weekend? I know you know who I'm talking about. Is that what they call that dude up in New York? Oh, that's what they call Danny Dimes, I, boy. I was thinking you were talking about Danny Dimes, but I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of even me being wrong if I was. So I was just going to let you say that first. I, I, that is a, a stretch. That's, that's even a as a stretch. Cowboys fan, bro, he's a vanilla big boy. I don't I know about that. Run. He had a great game and needed to. Like, motherfucking needed to. 
Had a great Indians game. I don't know. Have a greater game this week. Hey, I saw a stat the other day, and you know I'm gonna give props to Daniel Jones and Brian Dable and everything, but this is the uh, he's only had eight turnovers this year total, his lowest of his career, and the first time in his career he's been at single digits. Now there are a couple weeks to go that can change. Last year he finished with ten. The year before, I believe it was almost 20. The year before that, it was like 25, 26. It was insane. So his he's touchdowns getting, are way up, though. He's way getting up. better. He is progressing. He's showing that progression that you want to see in your first top, first round top 10 draft pick that you take at quarterback there. So, oh, you know, gonna... hats off to him. I like what the... I'm seeing out of uh, the Giants up there. I don't think they're going very far this year with the playoffs but hey kudos to them brian dable got it in year one you think brian uh does anything with them next year you think brings, brings them back i don't know if they have contract the, i don't know if they have the cap away. space to bring in anybody else like i think you have to pick up his fifth year option pick him up look at it look in the draft for somebody you absolutely you know. have i mean you're gonna let this guy go well, because what because you got a five top five pick like come the on. only guys you can replace him with right now that would be better and i don't even know how much better but it would be jimmy garoppolo and Derek carr and you're not going to pay them versus uh, I mean, having one year left this- of daniel jones to figure out okay was last year a fluke who's to say that's actually an upgrade yeah, that's either what I'm one. Saying. Uh, I that, think exactly. Jimmy G is like the number one game manager, and Derek Carr has at the least, number one turnovers like in now, history. Derek Carr Jones has, has talent. I I yes. don't know what it's went that wrong decision this year. making, bro. It's not just this year. It's it's every year. He starts off so good, and he looks so solid, and then he makes so many mistakes in one or two or three games, and just throws his whole season away and. It's on him. It, it really Part is. Of me, I don't Dak know. Prescott. I don't know how much I can blame it Bang. on him this year versus how much Josh McDaniels also plays into that for him. Yeah. All right. So I saw a stat, year coach, and it was uh, it was Devontae Adams, and it was last year Devontae Adams like catchable passes thrown to him. It was like sixty percent of his routes. A pass was made to him that was a catchable pass. That's this Aaron year, that ball. 37%, bro. It wasn't 55 well, yeah, or 40. From going from Aaron Rodgers half, to Derek. Come on, man. I, and I know that well, they fed him, too. He's got more targets than anybody. And I get all that. But, like, dude, that's a problem. That's not an offense. Like, that's not playing the quarterback position. That's moved with your feet. If they're covering him with three people and you're just feeding it to him, do something else. Possible destination for Tom Brady. Boom. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, that man's heating up as it comes to the end of the season right now. I don't know if y'all realize, but him and the GOAT, Tom Brady, are both about to make the playoffs if they can just beat the Lions. You remember week like seven or eight whenever we were talking about how both of these teams they were so dead. bad? And how are they yeah. even going to have a chance of making the playoffs? And now they're both going to just squeeze on in there. I mean, the big thing is that's the what's Seahawks, scary. I'm, I'm more scared of them squeezing in than them being dominant and coming in at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know what they're capable of. Because now they feel like they're playing with house money. House money, literally. So, Got nothing yeah, to lose. If the We're Packers win here. this week, they're in. And so, I'm, I'm going to have to absolutely eat my words and – does that mean the Good Lions job, aren't? Does that yes. mean the Lions won't? Yeah. Be? No, 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 no. Oh, so they would sad. beat the Lions if the Lions yep. win and the Seahawks lose. Lions are in. If the Lions Packers win. win, Seahawks lose. The Packers are in. Seahawks win. They're fucking it. They're they're in See, already. Actually, but the, actually, the Lions I, win. Is it they, not if they the need Packers the Seahawks win, to lose? then the Lions and Seahawks are both out? No, the Seahawks. Um, because the Lions are the eight seed and the Packers are the nine seed. So the the Packers have to beat the Lions because they have a better divisional record as of right now. Like they're a, a better seed already. So if Seattle wins, they're in regardless Packers. Yeah, they're the Lions 7 seed. That's what it is. I saw that on Twitter cuz the scheduling of the NFL, they have the Seahawks playing before the Packers and Lions. Nice. So if the Seahawks win, the Packers and Lions both realize they have nothing to play for. Yeah, exactly. All right, so here's something that you guys may not know, and I just heard it earlier today. 
So the last time that Aaron Rodgers had 10-plus interceptions in a season, yep. he won a fucking Super Bowl. Yep. So I don't know what if that's going to happen. Or 13. Some, something he like does, that. He doesn't have yeah. Jordy Nelson on this team, though. Hey. <laughs> you know, that's you can't do it without Jordy. That, he still that got was, Randall that was, Cobb, though. <laughs> that was what I was talking about, why I'm scared, like him coming in the playoffs and hearing that stat. It's like, goddamn, don't need this. Not from Aaron. Thought they were both going to be out of it. I thought we, it was the new generation coming up into this playoffs. We'll see. Well, we let's wait for the actual playoffs. I mean, they've yeah. looked so b- bad playoffs. against good teams. <laughs> I want to see the Bengals play in the playoffs because they've only beaten playooff teams. Like, if you look at their record, everybody that's made it to the playoffs so far, They're most of them have ran through the Bengals. So I'm excited what, to see what they can do in the postseason. What they've done is actually insane. We don't have them up here, but... We need, we should be talking about them, you know. Oh, well, that's you know, because the sitch. Forgot about that. Hey, bolt up though. You know what I'm saying? Bolts are <laughs> charging up. <laughs> hey, ten and Justin six. Justin Herbert, man. boy, he's looking looking pretty sharp. If you know what I'm saying, like he hasn't been making many mistakes. Then picks you're talking about, they haven't really been there too often. Like he's been looking good. The whole team's been looking good. They're getting healthier on defense. They're coming along. They're not how, y'all, they, how y'all feel? They got to play through the the Broncos this week at uh, at Broncos, and I don't know. The Broncos actually looked like a football team last week. I don't know if that yeah. was just me. Well, well, no, no, no. So I I, I want to talk on that just real quick. I think the Chiefs' defense is really showing how bad they are. To let the Broncos score that many points, the Broncos haven't scored points all year. Although, although we got to back it up. Who they just fired? Nathaniel Hackett. Boom, boom. A team always pops off the first week they fire the head coach. Yep. So the interim head coach uh, buff, it just makes a big difference. Yep. Can you pick it? Can you dig it? How about them boys making the playoffs? Or are they about to, right? They're on the very brink. The Steelers. So the, the Steelers are uh, the nine seed, right? They're behind the Dolphins. So if the yeah. Dolphins lose and the Patriots lose and they win, then they're in. But if, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the Jags, uh, if they lose, could potentially still make it. I don't know if they would make it over the Steelers, though. Like the Jags uh, at 8 the and Jags 8 right and now. The Jags and Titans play this weekend for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. It's going yeah. uh, to be pretty that's, unreal. That's nice. I think they flex them to the later game, too. Yeah, they're Saturday night. Yep. And it's going to be Josh Dobbs, not even Tannehill. What was up? Why weren't they starting Malik Willis? Like the, they're or trying to make a push. Oh, I told you they weren't playing any of their key or significant players that night. True. They didn't have to win. Yep, they have to win this week. But even if they said won that, last like, week, it wasn't going to make a difference. That's why that's they had. So let, Tannehill's hurt. I'm. I, he was nursing an injury where he went out in that uh, Rams game but came back, or the Chargers game, but he came back in. And Derrick Henry's going to be back. They literally just sat him out. He's healthy. He's all good mm-hmm. to go. Again, just load management. He's going to be running through a fucking brick wall this week trying to make it to the fucking playoffs. Like, don't stand in Derrick Henry's way. Hey, but you got a gunslinger on the other side over there. We'll get into that matchup later on. How about the Eagles? They can't win without Jalen Hurts. That's a little scary, you know? That I mean, most first teams can't win without guys, their starting quarterback. So I don't think it's scary as far as the playoffs are concerned because I think he'll be fine whenever that time comes around. Now, it well, is getting he, sketchy for them as far as that one seed goes. I think they might be okay with the Vikings just absolutely getting slammed last week. Um, so that, I think they were the only ones that really was pushing them for that one seed, but I'm not entirely sure they have it locked up. Am I wrong there? You're, you're not wrong. So right now, if they were to lose against the Giants this week, which they beat the Giants, uh, last time in, um, in New York, but now they're going to Philly. If they don't have Hurts again, I I still haven't heard a lot of news about what do the Giants play any of their starters knowing they have their playoff seed locked up? 
if they know that they, they can kick the Eagles out of the first seed because the 49ers are playing against the Cardinals and all the Cardinal all they have to do is win. So the 49ers can win and get the one seed if the Eagles lose? I don't know because I don't know enough ba- about based the based um, off the records. It looks like that's how it should be. Like, it looks like it's a four way tie for the first 49ers in lost the NFC, to? and then three way tie for first in the AFC. You said it who de- the 49ers lost to? Yeah, because yeah. it depends on who they lost to. If they didn't lose any divisional games, then like they lost Week One versus the Bears in that monsoon. That one doesn't really matter. I, their losses are. I want to oh say. Oh my god. That was a monsoon. Week yeah, their one. losses aren't very good losses if you're like grading them on that scale. Uh, so yeah, that's, where might, that's where it then, might just come down to tiebreakers or strength of schedule or something along that strength line. Strength of schedule. So, so it's Kansas City, Atlanta, Denver, and uh, Chicago. Those are their four losses. Atlanta, Kansas City. So Kansas City, uh, no, no. Yeah, they didn't lose a single divisional game. If they yeah, win, th- yeah. that's the because that's the second tiebreaker uh, is all the about divisional. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if they why, win, that, that's why and the Eagles up. lose, yeah, then they're out for certain. Man. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I need we need the Giants to try hard because I need. I think Giants are going to go winning. for it. Cowboys are in. But so that's what's tricky is what if both 49ers and Cowboys win, and the Eagles lose. You guys have lost to at least the Eagles. So, like, you guys have lost at least one divisional game. Uh, the Eagles, who are their, the who are their three losses? Lost, the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. We just saw that last okay. week. Okay, so that's week. one. So they've lost one, but you guys also lost to the Giants, right? They also lost to the Washington. They lost we didn't lose two. to the Giants. Yeah. You guys beat the Giants twice? And, and then you beat yes. Washington twice? Yes. So you've only lost one divisional game. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, you guys would be the, uh, the two seeds. I don't think anybody Jags, has it locked up Packers, going into this last week. Eagles. If the Eagles you guys, win, they automatically have the one they're seed. They're the one seed. If the so, Eagles lose, the Cowboys win, and the 49ers win, the Cowboys are the two seed, the 49ers are the one seed, the Eagles are the the three seed potentially three behind seed. the Vikings, depending on how many no, divisional the games Cow- they've lost. It would come if The Cowboys, if they got the two seed, that means the Eagles become the wild card. Oh, shit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They'd become the five. Wow. What a drop-off. What a drop-off. So tune in this week for all the drama that you need. Get your girlfriend on on with you. Tell her that it's uh, this is the week. Well, you know what sucks is who just look who rolled into town. Big cock Brock. You already know. (laughs) The man's slinging the rock all over the place. Slinging his cock all over the place. Goddamn right. (laughs) He's a coxman. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's balling. He's out there balling. He's doing his thing. It's scary being a Cowboys fan, seeing him, knowing playoff time's coming, and we might be seeing that team, and he's really got it put together over there. I thought that that, that team, once the quarterback went down, they were gonna be trash. Like their defense could hold it together, but I did not think that they would just keep rolling and getting dubs like this. They're impressive right now like uh, last week aside you know those games are going to happen with uh certain teams you're going to play down to their level and stuff like that but you know i got brock purdy's impressing me kyle shanahan's impressing me shanahan at this point though it's more of i just want to see it like we've seen you get to the big game a couple times you know we've seen you in these big spots like just finish like i would love for him to get a super bowl finally how does the number one offensive-minded coach have the number one fucking defense? It doesn't make any sense to me. He let Robert Sala go like two fucking years ago. D'Amico Ryans. Yeah? Pay that man. Pay him to I mean, bring his he, talents he was the down to South Beach. He was the linebacker's coach under Sala, learned under him, and he's been an up-and-coming coach for years. He was in Houston. Um, I remember that. At, yeah, and so I I love D'Amico Ryans. He's absolutely – he'll be a head coach in the NFL next year. How about the Browns taking a fat whopping shit on that Washington team over there? And then the coach, Ron Rivera, didn't even know they were knocked out of the playoffs. You know, I'll say it's about time Deshaun Watson pooped on somebody else. <laughs> <Hey-o>! <laughs> 
That was cheap. That was super cheap. I don't give two fucks. (laughs) Yeah, neither does he, apparently. So, yeah, I mean, I can't believe that he didn't know. But at the same time, like, he came into that game just assuming that they were going to win. Going forward with that mentality, he's the... He also, like... It's not. That's not what knocked them out. You cannot, as a head coach, go into that game thinking, oh, we have our playoff spot locked up. Or thinking... We can lose this game and we're able to win next week. Like it was yeah. a win in your end. For situation. him to be mind blown by that, no, bro. Like you to ask have to that. ask one of the freaking. I wonder questions. if like, if that was him being an asshole as well. You know, I I don't know because I love Ron and I I love that that gritty doggy kind of coach. So I feel like that's that. his his jab back. Because him and Vrabel, I, I feel like they're very attuned to like the same type of coaching. Yeah, and I can Vrabel doesn't take shit from them either. I would he's rather been talking... believe that than he's just completely oblivious to what the situation is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But how do you not pull Carson Wentz out of that game? He throws two first-quarter interceptions in a must-win game, or at least a game that you need to win to stay alive, if you actually do know that. How do you keep Carson Wentz in that game? I feel like you're trying to lose at that point. I mean, Washington isn't in a position where they, oh, no, they traded their first for Carson, didn't they? And that's what makes me honestly kind of think, though. He thought, we can lose this game, so I'm going to keep Heineke healthy for next week. Bro, I don't know. It's wild. Like, they fucked themselves all over. You know who's getting fucked all over? Let's hear it, boys. The Finns are one and five in the last six games. What's going They're on? zero and five in the last five games. Why don't you just put that stat up there, Austin? I wanted to give y'all one. All right, and the last Fuck game you won was Houston. Fuck, Fuck that, that one. one. Fuck Houston. that one, dude. So what's going on? All right, the I last one before that was the, the Browns. For you. All right, so I'm gonna Rookie I'm gonna make it really good. easy. If you want to know what all the problems are, just listen to the last five episodes, and there will be one point with which we will have bitched about the previous week's game and how our decision-making was bad and coaching and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just go ahead and listen back to all of those episodes because we've already covered this. The Finns have been bad. It, it, we don't know why situation is abysmal. they look good for eight weeks i they do not really ever good. want to hear ever again that teddy bridgewater, teddy bridgewater. is a oh high my level backup the bro can't stay on the field for more than two quarters skylar thompson the fact that the dolphins took him in the draft over we're seeing brock purdy grew up a dolphins fan where's right. number 13 for dan marino if like, brock purdy didn't have kyle shanahan he's not brock purdy all right you, we gotta stop acting like this guy's the second coming of christ we have no tape on him they have no tape no y'all gonna, no y'all gonna have, we'll see we'll see let's let's give it some time are y'all gonna have the snowman playing quarterback for y'all now well, he fucking no, hurt his arm this past week. He got taken oh, out of the Wilson, game. On, no, Cedric Wilson is our quarterback for in an emergency situation. It's Cedric Wilson. Well, Snowman, uh, Javon Holland. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Javon got fucking hurt as well at the end of the game. That sucked. Yeah, dude. Dolphins, He's been uh, battling injuries for the last. Our, the secondary's decimated. The offensive line just has not come around. And if Teron Armstead's not playing, they're absolute dog shit. The Dolphins are likely going to do the most Dolphin thing that they can. They're going to lose to the Jets in Week 18 to guarantee that they don't make it to the playoffs. That's the most Dolphins thing that could possibly fucking happen. Last two games, you win, you're in, we lose both. If Tua doesn't play, it's a loss. Like, that's all I'm going to say. If Tua doesn't play, it's a loss. You it guys almost like got the win this week. You guys watched the game? Like, Dude, what we almost there? got the win for the last five weeks. All five hard games with tough matchups all five lost with less than one fucking score for the most part like uh, it's yeah moving on <laughs> frustrating to say the least um yeah we're just gonna take a quick break we'll be back with y'all on a quick oh, a little 30 second 45 second break welcome back injury news yeah uh this week Kind of sucks for injuries, man. Like some players that aren't like big guys, like Sky Moore, hurt his hand. Javon Holland for the Dolphins, like we were talking about. Jacoby Myers hurt his shoulder. Uh, Marlon Max got a hamstring injury that he didn't return to the game with. 
Dante Pettis for a receiver for Chicago. Hopefully nobody has him on his fantasy team because he plays receiver for Chicago. But he had a concussion this past week. You're hurting if you're having to play him. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Anderson hurt his back. Apparently he's just carrying the team over there in uh, Arizona, you know. And uh, Ramiz Ahmed, uh, the kicker for Green Bay, hurt his groin. I guess he's the punter because Mason Crosby's the kicker, but he uh, he's hurt, so that's bad for them, too. That means Mason's probably going to be trying to do both, and then he's going to get fucked up, and he's going to be hurt by the end of the game as well because he can't do that. All right, Hoekster Damas, I know you've been scouting out there in the field, bro. What you got for our Hoekster Damas top five running backs? Them boys getting down, picking them up, and pulling them. All right, so, yeah, our Hoekster Damas corner this week is running backs. We took on the wide receivers last week. Pretty top-heavy with the running backs this year, but there is some solid value there. So, uh, number one, and this is going to be number one on every single person's list that you're going to see this year. So, it's just chalk here at this point for him. He would have went first round last year. Bajon Robinson out of Texas. Absolute animal. You're looking at six foot, 220 pounds. Not the biggest blazer that you know you'd absolutely want. You're looking at probably low four fours, four five speed. But I, I think he can give you everything that Dalvin Cook gives you, and if not more. So I, he's absolutely locked into that RB one spot. You said um, he would have been a first round pick this year, like in a dynasty, like in this last draft. In the NFL, he would have been yeah. he would have been the first running back taken. Wow! So you're saying he's better than Brees Hall easily? Yes. That's me personally as a GM, I would have taken just him to over compare Brees him to that and then boost is. If you're looking phenomenal. at rookie fantasy drafts, it does not matter what team this guy goes to; he's going to be the number one rookie taking in every rookie fantasy draft. Wow! I can't wait to see these highlights. He's awesome. Absolutely. Well, the dude's awesome. got. Almost 1,600 rushing yards with 18 touchdowns, averaging 6.1 a carry. Like, he doesn't receive a lot, but he receives more than almost everyone else in the top five or six of running backs on most lists. So, that's impressive. Like, that's that's exactly what you want. And to say Dalvin at six foot two fifteen, I mean, that's perfect running back side. That's exactly what you want. Exactly. And like I said, he's used to being a workhorse, and he honestly thrives in the role and loves it so at you can't go wrong like i said he's locked in there for everybody and that's not going to change now this guy is also locked into this spot as well at number two for a lot of people and he's just an absolute athlete jameer gibbs out of alabama this year transferred from georgia tech played his first two seasons at georgia tech his first season he got hurt red-shirted so uh, the year before last, redshirt freshman. But this year for Alabama, averaged 6.1 yards a carry, also had 440 yards receiving, so he's absolutely a threat out of the backfield. This dude has blazing speed as well. Looking at about 5'11", 200 pounds, which for me, if I'm if I play Madden, that's the prototype I'm looking for. I want him just small enough to get behind the line, but thick enough, you know, to break those tackles and be able to get to the second level. And but like I said, you're easily looking at low four four speeds here. I've after this season working with Alabama, I wouldn't be shocked if he breaks into the low four threes. Like I said, this dude's just absolutely an athlete, and most people have him locked in number two. So you're you're not going to go wrong there at all. From here is where it starts to get a little tricky and most people's boards start to shuffle. At number three, I've got Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. Like I said, you know, personal preference, just what I've seen out of these guys. And for Zach, you're looking at six foot, 215, like we just talked with Bajan. That's, you know, most people's prototype style of running back. This dude, however, does have the speed for, you know, four. 4-4 type of speed, like a Brees Hall or a Jonathan Taylor. And just because of that, you know, he's able to give you explosive plays. He averaged seven and a half yards per carry out of the backfield, only one fumble. And so, you know, the ball security is there as well. 
And he also has plenty of receptions and, you know, yards out of the backfield as well as a receiving threat. He's not as much of the receiving threat as a guy like Jameer Gibbs is or another guy on my list later. But again, well-rounded player. This guy, to me, I think he does compare to like a Brees Hall like you were asking earlier, Austin. This is where this list starts to really, you know, differentiate from other things. Like, for example, here, I have at number four, I have Devin Achain from Texas A&M. Now, like I said, he's a little lower on people's boards, but you're looking at 5'9", 185 pounds. He's a small back, small back, but 4'2", type of speed. Exactly. 4'2", type of speed, absolute jitterbug out of the backfield. And, dude, this guy is just absolutely electric. He's the type of guy, too, that you can put in the slot, move him around, send him in motion, just create plays to get the ball in his hands. I would say, um, you know, with these tip- these smaller guys, you're always looking at, oh, ball security. If he gets popped, where's that ball's going? He's only got two fumbles in his whole career. So he's absolutely going to be able to cover that ball for you. But like I said, man, it's just – this dude's just a blazer and yes, he is small. He's got, but if you're missing out on one of those top three guys anyways, I don't see a reason as why you wouldn't take a flyer on what could be a potential chess piece for your offense. Now at 185, it's a bit under for me five, nine. I've got no problem with, but I definitely need him to add at least 20, 25 pounds. And honestly, if you could add 30, that'd be perfect because He's going to lose some of his size, of his speed, and his, like, lateral movement. But, like, I think what he should be aiming for is, like, an Austin Eckler type of build to be that receiving guy that can also run it right down the middle, that you can do both sides, and you're not just there on third downs, just there on running, on um, passing plays. We see it is hard to tackle these short, stocky guys. Like well, not even, but yeah, you also got to look at, like you said, you know, put on the weight. Yeah, obviously, he comes in in the NFL once he gets to the combine. Hopefully, you know, he is pushing more like 190, 195. But if you get him into an NFL strength and conditioning program and he is able to get up to that 195 and hold that, I mean, he ran for a thousand yards at an average of five and a half yards a carry in the SEC this year at that size. So, I mean, to me, I don't see it as much of a problem if you're able to, like I said, you know, just get the ball in his hands. Uh, Shouldn't be hard, you know. You just hand it to him. (laughs) Hand it to him, jet sweep it to him, just do whatever you need to. But like I said, I mean, dude's an absolute baller. All right, so coming in at number five, I've got Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Now, this dude, Ooh, wee, wee, wee. like I said, personal preference could be ranked above Devin Achang, also could be ranked above Zach Evans in some people's minds as well. For UCLA, the last couple of years, he's gone over 1,000 yards both season, 1,300 yards this last season with 37 receptions out of the backfield, 14 touchdowns this season, 13 the year before. It is a Chip Kelly offense. So it's fast paced. You're going to get those yards and you're going to get those, you know, those tutties that you love to see. But still, his production has been there every year of his career that he's been at UCLA. His yards per carry has increased every season at UCLA. And he's just absolutely the type of build, like we're talking about, of the kind of guy that you want. He's a little bigger as well, standing six foot one. 220 225 pounds still expected to though run you know in the about the 4-4 range so with that type of strength behind him and you know that type of speed and that production that's that Brees Hall getting, right there dude that's 220 six foot one if he runs a 4-3 uh, or like a four of low 4-4 four, four. Uh, it, it almost sounded like he. I like I, I want to say he's like five eleven, like he was six a foot. Kenneth Walker type. Is he Kenneth Walker's five? Is he 10. bigger? Is he? Yeah. Kenneth Walker's yeah, ripped up. Ken, yeah, Kenneth Walker. He's short and he's shorter but stockier. But okay. yeah, like I said, Charbonnet. He's could be higher on people's boards. Like I said, me with the chess piece, chess piece with the chain. That's why I have him ranked higher. What? But you absolutely, as a Dolphins fan, we've been clamoring for them to take a running back 
in the draft for so long. Charbonnet would be a great take take there in one of the later rounds. A chain, Bigsby, Blake Corum, if he you know enters the draft and he's able to you know get his health back under him. Sean Tucker out of uh, Syracuse and Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. Those are late round guys that I absolutely love as well. That could see, be uh, very productive for a team see, that they get. Blake Corum is five eight two ten. That's more of where I would want Devon a chain to be. If he could be at that same weight with the same you know size and speed that he has right now, like I think that would make a big difference for him. See, it's all going to come down to the combine though for these guys. For me, like, this is Corum, a combine position. Corum is your Eckler comp and i'm not even just going off the light skin there i'm going off of the size the weight the agility the speed bald the overall production like all of it like i mean legit you put quorum in an eckler jersey and i don't think anybody's ever going to call you on it if he wears a dark visor hey that's what i want to hear because i need a new eckler next year you know what i'm saying there you hey, go. Get your get your hands off Quorum, y'all boys. Get your hands <laughs> hey, off him. You better go for him early, son. That's Back all I'm saying. Off. He wasn't a Heisman runner-up or anything, you know. Hey, so. we'll get to have that argument for the next four to six months. Don't worry. So hey, that's your top it. five running backs for the Hulkstradamus draft corner this week. Hey, yo, them, them them was some bangers. You know what I'm saying? I like I like what I heard. You definitely gave me some good insight. We're gonna get into tight ends next week. And then okay. we're going to get into the offensive and then defensive line. Ooh, really excited that, for that. The, the trenches. The I trenches. Like All right, let's get into our angels in the end zone. You know, these guys are just lifting you up and just taking it to that end zone like you wouldn't believe. Let's start with you, coach. Well, I had to stick with the theme of making sure to keep someone that basically made sure that I won my fantasy football week that week and Austin Eckler with that 80 yard touchdown I mean that was pretty much the like definitive nail like starting to get put into the coffin and like you know obviously Devontae Adams had a great game as well but Austin Eckler with that big long touchdown I mean I feel like that's what put it away on the Rams like there was never a chance for them to come back after that Eckler was absolutely the dominant piece in that game Real I mean, quick, he's dominant piece to... on that offense uh, with Mike Williams and fucking Keenan Allen. Like, that's crazy to hear. Gerald Everett? Who? Sir. Gerald Everett. Put some respect G-E? on his name. I only know people Big that G-E? make touchdowns. If they can't score, it's just like they don't even pop up on my Come radar. Come on, bro. You know Big G.E. Sayente. Come on now. So you're hey, a touchdown elitist. I am. That's, that's what it is. Well, when you got Austin Eckler, you can be. Okay. We t- okay. we talked about it um like five six weeks ago because uh you know the odds were like changing but like for the running back to get the most rushing yards on the year it was tied up between like Josh Jacobs Derrick Henry Nick Chubb who y'all boys think got it uh, Jacobs still isn't it he doesn't still have it. yeah he's got it yeah he's I think that the funny thing about that is the fact that the first like three weeks of the preseason and like. All the way up until like week four or five, everyone was saying, get rid of Jacobs. If you have him, trade him. Like, no matter what, you shouldn't be holding on to this guy. He's not going to play. It's a, I were it's, trying to actively trade him in our league for up to yep. five weeks. And then I said, screw it. I'm just going to keep him. He's producing. Yep. I'm going to stop listening to what everyone's telling me is going to happen and just let this thing fucking happen. So sticking to that same team, my angel this week, probably an angel for a lot of players and a lot of people. Jarrett Stidham. Now, I know, you know, that's just taking the big story from the week, you know, first start, and he just absolutely goes out there and does what he needs to do. It took the Niners to overtime, 365 yards and three touchdowns versus that Niners defense. But what more impressed me as far as what I saw out of him was just the factor of for the fan a lot of fantasy championships this week a lot of people having to start Devontae Adams or like myself Josh Jacobs and you're just worried as hell about the production oh they're gonna load the box because all they're gonna do is try to stop Jacobs but then you have Devontae Adams popping off for seven receptions 150 yards two touchdowns a 60 yard touchdown that he just broke wide open there and to get that kind of production from a guy in his first career start 
or your wide receiver there. I mean, like fantasy guy. I mean, you had Devonte Adams. There's no way you could have expected that kind of output. Nope. I was thinking maybe 15 or 20, but there's no way I can sit him because he's Devonte Adams. Like how much did he get? I, he had 34, 32, something wow. like that. Darren yeah, Waller. A, Darren Waller. I didn't start line. as well because of Evan Ingram. Uh, I had him all year. He's been killing it for me. And I, I've told Austin, I've told people in the past, like one of my big strategies is the player that got me here. I want them starting that last week because yeah. they got me here. Like, why yeah. would I just let them sit on my fucking bench whenever they put up 30 more than once? For me to get to this point, and it's the NFL stick to it. stupid. It's and not they the time to start tinkering with your during the playoffs. Exactly, and stuff like that. That was week seven, eight, nine, ten. Those were the tinkering weeks. Now we're we know who we're starting. Well, you know who should have been started all over the place was Mike fucking Evans. I know you Number didn't start one him, Kobe. You fucking hate him, but this man took the fuck off. Number one scorer in dynasty fantasy all leagues this week. He had 12 targets, 10 receptions, 207 receiving yards with three tutties. Triple tutty. Come on now. He won a lot he, of he, championships Patrick. this week. He sure did. He well, was that one actually, player that you looked I don't know if I agree like, with God, that. Fucking damn it. Because I, I feel like him. if you had Mike Evans and you drafted him in a redraft, there's a lot of chance that you had to spend an, a late first, early second on him. His production was not to that level so far this year. He definitely didn't fucking carry you to a championship. Not to say that he automatically lost you anything, because he still had a thousand yeah, yards. He was up and down. He was up and down. No, I'm saying he, like, for that this specific game. Yeah. When it came if you down had to him, it, like, oh, if for you sure. had him, yeah, he won you your game single for sure. For sure. Again, um, ninth season in a row of thousand yard. Breaking his own record. Look at him go. Breaking his own record. And he's number three now behind Jerry Rice and Randy Moss for most consecutive thousand yard seasons to start a career. Justin Jefferson is going to eat every one of those records for fucking lunch. Every one of them. So, I mean, keep most likely. being good while you can, Mike. Keep being relevant while you can. If you look up Boomer Bust in the dictionary, you'll see Mike Evans' picture because he boomed this week. He boomed for you big. And I bet you my fucking ass that he's going to bust fucking point. next week. They don't need him this week, A, but more than anything, he's just not that guy. Now, there, there's one thing that I heard this weekend, and it was that big-time teams that make the playoffs off of big-time players making big-time plays – those are the teams that are the scariest. And honestly, the Bucks look really scary. We've already been talking about how terrifying they are to play against. And with that defense, the offense now is finally starting to put it together. If the defense can clamp down and the offense can put up 30 points, they're going to win most games. All right, let's get into that nitty-gritty, boys. The real matchups. Saturday night showdown. We got the Chiefs and Raiders matching up. Raiders are home, underdogs by 9.5. Have you all paid attention to the Chiefs games past, like, six games? They've only covered a spread of over, like, five, maybe twice. And and maybe, I think that was once. Yeah, it was once because I thought they covered this past one, but they didn't. Now, so, yeah, historically, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes destroy the Raiders. Throughout their they destroy? They, destroy, I thought them. they were closer matchups because it's a divisional matchup. Also, Patrick Mahomes needs about 420 passing yards or so to Ooh. break the single season record for passing yards in a season to break Peyton Manning's record. Wow! How much? That's four twenty-five. Four twenty. It's round four twenty. I don't know the exact number. Hey yo. That reason alone, I mean, I don't know how much they're record chasing and stuff like that, but you're in this sport to well, be the best. Well, they're also going for the number one seed. Exactly. You're in the sport to be the best. So my thought would be if I have a chance to get it, I'm going to go for it. And he torches Hell the yeah. Raiders. So, I mean, just those thoughts being you there. 9.5 as a home underdog, though. I don't know uh, how much of that is still, you know, they're, oh, maybe last week with Stidham was a fluke or something like that, but... That's still a little dicey. I'm glad this isn't on our uh, 
our picks for the week there because I don't want to pick this game. Chiefs it are going to win been. this game, but the odds, I'm not touching that spread. I mean, I if, if it was one of our picks, I think I have to take the Raiders, though. They just hey, showed last week that they're going to keep it close. So, like, I mean, I think that that's, like, 9.5 seems disrespectful from what we just saw against the best defense in football. This is the last week, right? Yep. yep. Week 18, it. baby. We're going to add it then. We're not adding it. No. No, we're it's not. It's not on, yeah. though. This is one of the Saturday we, night. We never showdowns. add the early games. We never we add, the add the early Thursday games. games. No, hey, we don't add the no early Thursday games. There's no Thursday football this week. We're not we had, adding We had mo- most of our games this week were the Saturday games. Stick huh? with the program. Most of our matchups this week were, uh, or last what, week. What's the, the next Saturday, Saturday night showdown we got? We got a Titans taking on the Jags. Jags are home favorites with minus 6.5. I think that's a huge spread. I think they win this game for sure, though. Um, Derrick Henry that isn't going to be able to keep up with the Prince. To me. Well, they think that the Jags offense has just been so high-flying that Tennessee's not going to be able to keep up. That once they're up two scores with like 10 minutes left in the third, that they're going to have to throw the ball, which they can't do. And then they're going to get another score and another score. And like, that's what they're hoping happens. If the Titans can get 14 points in the first, you know, 30 minutes of play, like that's big for them. Bottom line, I, it's really just going to come down. And I, this is just an obvious statement, but you got to stop Derrick Henry. Be, not only because of obvious reasons of him being just such a factor, but also time control. Like, if you're allowing him to just get five to six yards a clip and they're just chunking first downs down the field there for you, your defense is staying on the field, that clock's ticking, that's less time for your offense to work. I mean, that's just, that's absolutely going to have to be the strategy. I would almost load the box with eight or seven, run just man coverage on the outside with my four guys and just roll with it. Like, force the quarterback to beat you. Make him make a throw. Make him make a throw over and over and over. Yep. So who's y'all? Who's y'all guys take? I mean, I, I, I think I think I'd the Jags, Jags win, but I don't like that spread either. Yeah, I, I think don't like the that Titans spread either. On the spread. I'll take the Titans on the spread as well. I'll ride with y'all boys. And who do you guys take? You guys took. Raiders We're not on the adding these. To I the didn't. Match I didn't. Take no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I'm just asking. What do you guys take? I said the Chiefs would win the game straight up. And then you would take Raiders spread. No, just I never said wise that. purposes. You know. No, I saying? never said that. No, that but that, is that who you said you were taking? Like we take spreads I around. Here. I wouldn't take that spread either way. Okay, you would you would uh, tease it up. I feel you. Let's get into our PFP picks of the week. See what you're trying Giants to do, and you're not at Eagles minus thirteen point five. The Eagles are favored. My goodness gracious, they must know that Jalen Hurts is coming back. <laughs> they and know something they must we think don't. That the Giants are sitting everyone. Yep, that's what I was about to say. I don't think that's the case because this is football Honestly, on any given Sunday, and it's a divisional matchup and it playoff shit on the line. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but the books always think they're right. You know what I'm saying? But how many times have the books lost? We need to keep track of that shit. Honestly, just fuck you for adding such a big-ass spread to our picks this week. Like, I'm well, picking the I Eagles I just explained why because I think the Giants fucked. are sitting everybody. But I don't want to pick a team minus almost two touchdowns. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts coming off an injury, you know? Who knows what he's going to do? How I know he's not going to get re-injured first play. That, that happens kind of often. See, I'm going to take the Giants just because it's a stupid fucking spread. And the Giants are actually a good football team that's kept every game within like a but fucking field goal that they've them. lost. They've actually I mean, kept but, every game. But every their single team game like keeps close. it close. And their team is still going to be out there. Even even I'm, regardless if they're the other team has a lot of points, they're going to stop trying, and that allows the Giants to score. So let me ask you close. this, Justin: Are you saying that you think the Giants are winning because their roster is just so fucking good that nobody can match up against them? Like their players are just so. I mean, they did draft good, just... a good defensive player. I don't know if he's healthy now, but. He, Thibodeau? 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 No, yeah. I don't think their roster is just so fucking good. Hell, they don't have hardly any receivers out there, bro. <laughs> Sink, uh, like, so I don't know how they're winning these games, but bail. they're doing it. It's because of Brian Dable. That's why they didn't hire Brian who, Flores. Who they Brian hired Brian back, Dable. Who is their backup quarterback? Probably Tyrod Taylor. I don't know, though. 
That's a good call. That's a good question. Honestly, I, I think you might be correct. I think it. I think it is. And honestly, right. is Tyrod Taylor about to lose a motherfucking game? Nah. It's right, happened so you before. Sure, you sure you want to take the Eagles? I mean, going to take the Eagles just with the we, thought of the, like I said, they're going to sit everybody. We got our records here. I'm, I'm sitting at 24, 20, and 1. Cole, coach is at 21, 23, and 1. And dick. Justin, you are at 22, 22, and 1. So, you know, let's not fuck them up. Let's not fuck them up. You know, may the best man win. It's a close race here. So you're going to take the Eagles. All right. Let's get into the next one. Jets taking on y'all boy Finns. Dolphins minus 2.5 favorites at home. No Tua Tonga Vailoa, correct? As of right now, Mike McDaniels has been quoted saying that they're game planning to not have Tua. Correct. So Tyreek Hill is the quarterback moving forward. Got it. All right. So you guys should be electric, looking like a little short Lamar out there. I don't know if uh, you just you said guys... it. Uh, the Finns are minus 2.5, though. I did say it. They are minus 2.5. That's a close spread in a divisional matchup. That's almost what the spread should be for the Giants-Eagles. You know what I'm saying? The Jets don't have any way to make the playoffs, so they're just playing for... To keep us out. Know, shits and giggles and keep y'all out. Uh, give me the Finns there because y'all are really playing for more there, and um, I think you have more talent on the field. And I don't know if I said it, but Giants on the last one. If because reports right now are Tua is not expected to be playing, and I haven't seen anything that would suggest that's going to change, I'm going to take the Jets for the simple fact of it is a division game, and yes, the Jets don't have anything to play for other than to completely spoil the Dolphins season and guarantee they do not make the playoffs. Again. So be, and so with the Jets literally coming down to Miami with nothing to lose. Again. I would I think the Jets are gonna take that. Especially you're getting minus two point five, so they a field goal wins me that. Yeah, I, I I hate to fucking do it, but like again, fuck you for putting this game on here. Yep. Fuck you, Austin. Fuck you They're because cold. I'm gonna make us pick Dolphins games like every week, money. and I hate no, 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 not not like every week. He makes us pick a Dolphins game every week, especially no, over no, the past no. five weeks. They've been tough matchups because they don't have a tough matchup this week. The Commanders at home or in Washington with Carson Wentz behind the plate. Come on, we don't now. know if it's gonna be Carson. Exactly, we it don't might even be know. Sam Howell, the rookie. Might we don't the even nod. know exactly, but the. Cowboys going to take care of business over there. You want to put them on? We can put a sixth. I ain't scared, boy. Put the Cowboys on there. We going to ride. Unlike the fucking Broncos who died. We're going to take the fins. Fuck you. No, yeah, we all taking I, the fins. I took. We're the all job. taking the fins. You're doing. No. You're doing this again. You're doing it again. Stop again, doing that. If the <laughs> Dolphins win and I lose this, whatever. I'm good. But I have to you be realistic fucking... with it. The same thing with the 49ers that week. I butter If your it's not Tua, I have no faith in us Weren't winning that we part. favorites to win that game against the 49ers? Uh, <laughs> no. Underdogs no. by 2.5. Yeah. Okay. Get it right. Browns taking on the Steelers. Minus 3.5. Steelers are favored at home. You know, Kenny Pickett's looking electric, but just the Browns are coming together and they're not really playing for it much, but just to look how they can see for next season, you know, for their future. I'm showing um, updated is Steelers are minus 2.5. So we're, it's, we're getting even tighter. We're getting even tighter, boys. That means the Browns are coming to play. This is a divisional matchup. This, this is one of those divisions that does not fuck around. This might be one of the greatest, like, Divisional rivalries all throughout the uh, teams. Yeah, those four teams. With the Bengals yeah. used to be the laughing stock because the yeah. Browns were bad, but they, at least they tried. You know, at least they had an indoor practice facility and like they wanted to win football games. But the Bengals just like are like, what? Now they're like the best team in the division. It's it's kind of crazy. It is. Uh, same thing with the Jets, like we talked about earlier. The Steelers aren't fully out of the playoff picture, so the Browns still have the chance to play spoiler. And 
just because of that and with it only being 2.5 and I get the points with the Browns, I'm going to take the Browns in that. You know what that spread of the Giants-Eagles tells me? Is the Giants just hate the Cowboys more than they hate the Eagles. Everyone and hates that they, the Cowboys. They're just like, we made it. We're good. So we'll just let y'all win. We just don't want the Cowboys to get number one seed. Yep. All right, let's get on to the next one. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'll I'll take uh, got, yeah yeah I'll take Steelers minus two point five. Steelers, Steelers. Justin, who'd you take? Browns. He took Browns. Brown, man, this man's all over the place today. All right, you got the He's, Browns. Hey, don't call it a comeback on him. <laughs> right, he's gonna take the lead if he gets all these right. Um, we got the Lions taking on the Packers. Another divisional matchup. All of these are divisional matchups. Nice. It's the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, Everyone that makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah, Wait, I'm so go if I'm 22 and 22 here. and 1, did I go 5 and 0 last week? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I must have. Believe, I believe you did. Huh. It was either 5 and 0 or 4 and 1. I, I have to get checked back on it, but yeah, you, you guys balled What's out. What's my wins? Colby, Colby went 4 and 1. Two weeks in a row I went 4 and 1? No, no, no. No, no, no. We, we didn't do it last week, yeah, boys. Yeah, this we is from the week. Games. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We did. We didn't do the podcast last week, brothers. We, yeah, we did. did. What are you talking about? There's a Me fucking episode Colby 20. We did because you okay. were not available. You didn't yeah, listen we... to the podcast, jackass? No, I didn't know you guys put out a podcast. <laughs> what? I thought you guys took one off. No, I didn't why would we wrong, do that? Yeah, I we took the, the Jets at the Seahawks. I'll run this bitch by myself if I have to. No, no cut the, you guys didn't send it in. You didn't send it into the group. They didn't think you did I it. I posted it literally Little everywhere secrets. else. You're secrets on your phone constantly. There's secrets no excuses. I didn't. I support, actually genuinely did not see it. Justin, show. Justin, Justin. I genuinely did not see it. But uh, I'm disappointed. Yes, scroll back down for me and uh, yeah. We got the Lions taking on the Packers. With a spread of minus 4.5 in favor of the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is on fire. But give me the Roaring Lions. I just, they've been they've been coming together lately, and I, I would just like to see them get in over the Packers. So I'm going to take the Lions there. Uh, I, I think I know I think I know Colby. Uh, he's, he's a big fan of that, that man over there in the green. I'm going to take the Packers, just the way they've been playing the last few weeks, and I'm it's prepared a, to put my foot thing. in my mouth. They have to win to make the playoffs. I mean, honestly, this kind of – I know their team's not as good as it was last year, but to me, puts a little bit of a tarnish on Aaron Rodgers' legacy as far as recent memory goes. So To me, they, they have to win this game in every fashion. 4.5 I don't necessarily like, but I think they can cover that. I mean, with what they did last week, the They're Lions. Here. The Lions have something to lose. They can make the playoffs if they win this game, and the Seahawks lose. So, like, and the Seahawks should, like, they should lose. Well, what I'm saying is they got nothing to lose because they didn't even think they would make it to here. Yeah, they didn't think. They'd I mean, I think that makes playoffs. them scary. Though we saw the one we saw issue the with preseason. The one show, issue like, with this game being on here, though, is like I said, if the Seahawks win, neither one of these teams have anything to play for. If the Seahawks win, yeah. If the neither Seahawks win, they take the seventh seed and playoffs. Neither of these. What the fuck? Who did the Seahawks play this week? The yeah, boys know the Rams, and they're minus six point five favorites shit. at home. They're gonna win that. So this game doesn't even mean shit. No, and that's what I was talking about, dude. I don't know how you play the Packers before the Seahawks game. The Seahawks play at four thirty. And the Packers play Sunday night, so you're gonna have a possibly no one's even gonna watch it. Football game where that game does not matter for anything other than possible fantasy. The Rams are gonna betting purposes. The Rams are gonna show up. I tell you that much. Maybe it. This is just one of the makings. Like, there's no way that. So yeah, I'll take the Packers, but there's an asterisk on that one. If you know, that's crazy. All right. And Colby, you had the Packers, Packers as well? Yeah. All right, we'll get into the next divisional matchup. Baltimore taking on the Bengals, minus seven. I think Lamar should be back. So yeah, for the last four game, weeks, I've heard that This game definitely should be bullshit. a lot closer, but they definitely still don't have the weaponry over there receiver-wise for the Ravens. Uh, uh, 
fuck. I'm 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 gonna have to roll with the Bengals here. Minus seven. Bengals minus seven. Yeah, the yeah, Baltimore just can't keep up with pick. that team. Can't keep we up. We know that they can be scrappy though. We know they're scrappy. So looking looking at like the FanDuel rundown right now of this le- week's list of games, they don't have the Bengals, Ravens, or the Bills Patriots game listed on here. They don't have those games listed right now. Now, obviously, they'll get played, but as far as like what the situations are with that game getting postponed, those games are not listed on here right now. That's weird. Well, I was looking at FanDuel and they had them posted. Hey, it's not on there right now. I'm looking at it. Oh, they must have updated it. Damn. Well, which is very weird to not see them listed as far as any kind of betting sites for this week's coming game. All right, guys. Well, that's it. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can catch us on Twitter. You can find the podcast at profootball underscore pod. You can find me at Austin underscore PFP. Colby is at coach underscore PFP. And then you got Justin at PFP underscore Justin. Toodles!